Millions of Americans are getting back to work. CareerBuilder calls it the great rehire. And we want to help you get the best jobs before everyone else. CareerBuilder gives you the competitive edge to get the job you want, at the salary you want, with the benefits you want. We even send job alerts so your perfect job lands right in your inbox. Go to CareerBuilder.com today or get left with whatever jobs are left. Find your next job fast at CareerBuilder.com. for that there I am <laughs> might be a little bit of delay but hopefully everybody's doing okay happy Thursday it is a beautiful chilly rainy ass day here in Metro Detroit yeah I'm being sarcastic okay what a miserable day but it's Thursday so if you're working indoors you know what terrific okay you're probably happy you're indoors I know it's a day we all want to stay in bed however <coughs> Hopefully everybody's not getting sick. I know in uh, Metro Detroit, a lot of people have been getting the flu, upper respiratory stuff. So I hope everybody is on the men's that is sick or that you have sick kids. We all know that is not fun at all. So welcome to the Art of Relationships show. And as always, you can chime in. Join the live discussion down below, people. Okay? And I'll throw a welcome sign uh, or welcome message down below. So, you know, hit me up. I, uh, you know, I appreciate you joining in. Today, we're going to talk about something I touched on yesterday in a post about distance in your relationship. And what do you do to cause distance in a relationship? And a lot of people might be listening and might be saying, what do you mean distance? I don't want to create distance. I want to create connection. But when there is distance in the relationship or what creates distance in your relationship, what happens, okay? Again, it's not a right or wrong. <coughs> it's looking at what the heck happens and what do you do to repair it, right? Simple. It's not a right or wrong. It's looking at a situation to where, you know, what works good for you. And I ask this question, okay? When there's distance in a relationship, do you withdraw? Do you sort of go away and hide and live in silence, okay? Some people, you know, when there's distance, they get panicky, they get anxiety provoking, and they start yelling and screaming, all that aspect because of the panic. They have fears of abandonment, not feeling love, not being, um, you know, connected or cared about, that type of thing. So instead, what do they do? They might yell and scream instead of speaking from the heart. You know what? I hate this disconnect. I hate this, you know, distance between us. What can we do to go back and take care of it, okay? <clears throat> Some people, on the other hand, right, when we're anxious or panic when there is distance, we have a tendency, you know, or a lack of the ability to self-soothe. So, you know what, that's where, like I said, the anger and maybe bashing, you know, verbal outrages come in or some people because of that anxiety, whatever, 
they feel um, out of control and they withdraw as well. So it depends. Everybody's different in what happens. My, I guess, question to you is what do you do when you withdraw in a relationship and what the heck happens to get rid of it, okay? I want you to be able to go after it and look at, you know what, I want to close it and close that gap and get reconnected to you and what do you try to do to do that again without selling yourself out a lot of people will go on greg i'm not kissing his butt because of something he did or greg i'm yeah i'm a man i'm not going to kiss her butt for something that she did she didn't own and it gets into a situation where right one of you always let's face it maybe always is a strong word maybe more commonly you're the one that always closes that gap and you'd like your partner to go over and help you close that gap together or initiate closing that gap and what are things that you could do to close that gap i already said some things that happen right you withdraw you make that distance even greater by not talking about what you feel right what's going on that you felt maybe disrespected you don't feel love you don't feel desired, cared about, that type of aspect. And instead of doing that, you both live in silence and nothing gets resolved. You both feel that distance, right? The tension in the air maybe, that you feel like you're just living as roommates, that you don't really know each other, and you both maybe, let's face it, you don't like it. It's anxiety provoking. And I tell people that elephant in the room, you need to pet that little puppy, okay? <laughs> pet that elephant in the room and be able to talk about it. Even, you know what, I feel, you know, I feel tense. I can see that you're tense too. What do we do about it? I know you're upset. I'm upset. We both know we're upset. You can see it, that elephant in the room, but you're not going to talk about it. You're going to sit there and da-da-da-da-da. Nothing happens and it makes that distance worse, okay? We all know the yelling and screaming, you know, psycho happens, right? One person is yelling and screaming because they want to be heard, they want to be <clears throat> respected, and you know what? They want to feel that reconnected, but what they're doing, they're making more distance, okay? So, I, you know, just uh, a lot of clients this week, you know, coming in talking about this, that one person yells and screams and the other one doesn't want to argue. And research says, right, most men are the ones that withdraw. And a lot of times some women might be yelling and screaming and all this stuff. That doesn't mean all women, okay? Don't rake me over the coals, lady, okay? But you might yell and scream and the guy just wants to get away. So what happens? What is going on inside of the person that yelling and screaming back and forth. The other person, right, feels not loved, not connected. Let's face it, that their partner doesn't want to listen to you because why would they want to get away, withdraw, run away, right? So it's that dog chasing its tail again, right? The more yelling and screaming, hoping the other person's going to listen and hear you, but it doesn't. It does worse, okay? It creates more distance and it creates more anxiety inside of you and more feelings, right, that you're not loved, that you're not cared about and your partner doesn't want to listen to you. What if they want to listen to you, but they don't want to be yelled at and screamed at, okay? That's what the reality is. And a person that withdraws could be simple, right? Can you say, you know what, I want to hear what you have to say, but you're not going to yell at me. You're not going to scream at me. I love you. I want to hear what you have to say, but I'm not going to be disrespected and get, you know what, thrown names at me. I'm, you're not going to 
call me out my name. You're not going to rip me apart. I want to hear what you have to say and what's really going on. But I don't want to get in a situation where you're ripping me apart and disrespecting me. That's about self-respect and self-love. Hey, Cynthia, hey, what's going on? It's been a while. Nice of you to pop in in this beautiful, rainy, chilly uh, Metro Detroit day, huh? <laughs> but you don't want to get into that yelling and screaming. I'm not saying it's easy. So what happens, you know, the distance keeps going on and on and you don't get connected, okay? Or, right, you fake it. And what I mean about faking that distance is, right, the issue at hand that created that distance never gets resolved. So what happens? Oh, everything's next day, whatever, a couple hours later. You know what? Everything, oh, we're in love again. We feel, um, you know, uh, connected again. Everything's hunky-dory. Everything's great. Hey, Leisha, hey, what's up? Oh, well, you got, I got to have you on the show, too. And I'd love to be on your show, too, uh, as well. Had a lot of fun. But, uh, no, I appreciate you checking in. So with that distance aspect that comes in, you know what? You both sort of, and I say fake it, right? It's Or some people might throw, you know, the issue under the rug. You ever hear that? Oh, we always push it underneath the rug. And I call you know, push it underneath the rug, that you fake it, that the issue is resolved and it's not resolved. And what happens, it's going to come back and bite you. And that's when I said that that distance can come back and the issue will come back because it's not resolved. And what happens is, let's face it, right? That same issue comes back and it creates even greater distance. So now, when you're distanced that first time and you fake it that everything's fine and everything's, you know, dandy again, right? That you love each other connected. Now, what happens? When that issue comes up again or a similar issue that comes up and triggers that again, that distance gets wider and wider and wider to where you're not talking anymore and a relationship doesn't progress. It shuts down. It doesn't work on the issue at hand and trying to resolve it. And what's most important, that you love each other and you want to be together and you want to be connected. But it's like both of you are afraid to go after it, okay? Or is distance in your relationship created because about being right and being wrong? Or is it about, you know, trying to understand, I want to understand what you feel and I want that from you as well and some people are so worried about their status they're so worried about you know how they look you know what as long as you know what I don't have to admit I'm wrong everything's fine and that's either being egotistical being arrogant or maybe self-esteem won't allow you to be you know what humble enough to admit that you're wrong not that you're wrong for everything but to own your responsibility in creating distance you know what I'm sorry, I want you to hear me so bad, but I shouldn't yell and scream at you. Simple, right? My bad. I'm sorry. I apologize. It could be simple like that, okay? Would you be able to reconnect and own what you do that creates distance in your relationship instead of making it worse, okay? But it's hard, right? People, oh, I'm not going first. They need to go first. And it goes into that, you know, teeter-totter or that tug-of-war game. You know what, I'm not, I went first last time. It's her turn to go worse. Would you stop it? And I said at the beginning, maybe you're the one that's always, or like I said, always is a big word. Are you able to, you know what, 
you're the one that's mostly initiating the reconnection or closing the gap on that distance. And maybe you're the one, yeah, you know what, they're the one always reaching out. They're the ones apologizing. Maybe I can be mature and step up and do my part. And what is getting in the way of you doing your part, okay? And I hear a lot of couples in my office, both genders. Greg, oh my God, I never ever, you know, heard her say I'm sorry for anything. Never apologize for anything. I'm always saying it. And I hear women the same way. You know what? I own what I do, but he never apologizes for everything, anything. Or there's always that but in there, right? There's always that justification. And when that happens, let's face it, there's more greater distance. Emotional connection is snapped, okay? And the greater distance keeps piling and piling on and wedging a wider gap in that situation. Now stop it. Look at your role in creating that distance in your relationship and what is, you know, going on, what you can do to be better at repairing it, to reaching for each other, okay, and not each other's throats. I don't want you doing that, okay. I want you to be able to reach for each other's heart and soul that the bottom line is, okay, we disagree or we're distanced, we don't like it. What can we do to resolve it and do a better job at it if an issue comes up? right? There's going to be disagreements. There's going to be arguments. It's part of being in a relationship and it's part of um, not only a relationship, it's part of a marriage, right? You're going to have disagreements. You're going to have those issues. I don't want you to make those issues even worse and creating more distance. So look at the situation and, you know, <clears throat> look at the situation that you created the aspect, okay? Now, Cynthia, um, you, oh, I left John standing in a parking lot, and you're laughing, lol, he didn't even do anything, I apologize, but still, f uh, feel like shit, well, um, am I gonna be blunt, yeah, you should feel like shit, Cynthia, so, <laughs> for leaving him in a parking lot, and you didn't do anything, and, um, uh, I've known you and John a long time, so I get, um, your tendencies. <laughs> uh, you better have kissed uh, John's booty for that situation. It's one of those things when we do something and we, you know, don't mean to, we need to own what we do. And you know what? That doesn't mean we're held hostage for the rest of our life with that situation. But are you able to, you know what, go after it and apologize and own your role in creating distance? Now, leaving your partner in a parking lot or on the side of a road? Well, you were disrespecting me and you um, justify it, right? And sometimes it might be. If they're being violent, you know, ripping you apart, calling you names and they won't stop, I'm all about, you know what? Maybe you need to walk. But, you know what? There has to be a definite severe justification for that, okay? And not just if they're doing something they disagree with you. Oh, get out, and I'm leaving you in the store, leaving you in the parking lot because you disagree with me. That's not cool, as Cynthia just mentioned. So you need to be able to look at your role and what do you do to create distance. And uh, John Gottman, Julie Gottman, um, has done a lot of research in, uh, you know, stalemate and uh, distance uh, aspect, but it's looking at, you know, which is important aspect. You have to look at what are you doing to create distance? Are you withdrawing? Are you yelling and screaming? Okay. Or are you both 
just silent and not doing anything and that distance is there like i said the elephant in the room but you don't do anything about it because you're both anxious you're both maybe nervous or panic stricken about it that you don't want to make it worse i understand it i get it but why don't you say that can you just speak you know what i love you i feel i don't it makes me nuts that we're distance now what can we do about talking about an issue that created this distance, okay? You know what? I didn't mean to make you feel disrespected, so you shouldn't. That doesn't work, okay? If you felt disrespected, that wasn't my intent. So I want to take care of that and not make you feel disrespected. And you know what? Also hold on to our own identity at the same time. Uh, Cynthia, it was his family member who disrespected me. Oh, so it's been 23-year uh, issue. He finally took... Uh, and confronted the situation, which is great. So, let's face it, maybe he did do something by not doing anything, correct? You were being disrespected by his family member, so he didn't do anything, right? He didn't protect you. He didn't stand up for you. You felt like he, maybe he didn't have your back or even maybe sided with his family and you felt that disconnected so what did you do you left him in the parking lot i'm laughing it's not funny but I'm, i i like i said i know you cynthia i <laughs> you know me uh, so i i get the you know the laughing aspect i don't mean no disrespect but maybe that's exactly what was going on how you felt right but he wasn't willing to do anything about it maybe your tolerance just stopped and said, I can't do this anymore. I want to feel respected. And you left him in the parking lot. Justified? I'm not saying that. I'm saying, do you look at the real, the root of the problem and to go after it and what needs to be done to remedy it so it doesn't further create that distance in your relationship, okay? So, um, you know what? Hopefully this helps, okay? Number one, look at what your role is. What do you do to create distance? Are you, you know, having silence? Are you yelling and screaming? Do you withdraw completely? And it's okay to withdraw to, you know what, catch your breath. It's okay to reduce the anger, yelling or screaming. I'm all for that. You know what? I want to talk to you, but I need a minute, okay? I don't want to get yelled and screamed at, but you have to come back and re-engage about the issues. You've heard me talk about this thousands of times on my show, people. It's okay to withdraw to calm the situation, get a clear head, okay, and regroup and come back about the issue. But if you withdraw and that's all you do and you don't come back and ignore the issue, that distance is going to ensue and I don't want that for you, okay? So, um, check out my website. I'm cutting the show a little early today because uh, I'm busy and I'm going to be uh, in Lansing, Michigan all day to help support um, legislature. The House Bill 4325, you know what? People in Michigan, please, please get a hold of your senators, representatives, and get this passed for uh, the welfare of the people in Michigan and uh, with mental health aspects, okay? So that's House Bill 4325. Uh, like I said, I'm cutting this short. I have a busy day, and I'm going to be heading to Lansing for tomorrow as well. So peace and love to everybody out there. Check out my website, theartofrelationships.org, and you can catch the show Tuesdays and Thursdays live right here on Facebook, um, 12 noon Eastern time, okay? And you can also check the show. I upload it on, uh, let's see, YouTube. There we go. The audio version is on iHeartRadio, Google Music, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn. 
I'm probably missing a few other ones, but you get my drift, okay? Thank you so much for the support and tuning in, everybody. Everybody take care. Peace and love, as always, to everybody out there.